bonjour Eric. Ah bonjour Patrice. Hey Eric, have you heard of this um, this Instagram? Insta Instagram what is this? Instagram. Yes yes. It's when you oh, you do you do something crazy you put it on the internet and and, and people like it. Oh yeah I have I have heard of this internet. Uh, how, do, how do I do that? Yeah yeah. yeah. Well, you know, one one time I I put this uh, I put this video of me kissing and sucking a chicken, and uh, the people went nuts. That this, even these two guys on the podcast they talked about it for 30 minutes. It was uh, it was very fun. Oh we 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 you should try it. Me? Mais oui, but uh, how am I going to do something better than uh, kissing and smacking a chicken? Uh, right. It is hard to beat, unless, uh, I don't know, you, you break an egg with your cock, uh, because an egg comes from a chicken and a cock is a male chicken. Oh, yeah, that? yes, you're, you're right. This is, mm -hmm. I think, the, the only way to improve on, on what you did. Mm. Okay, then I shall smash an egg with my cock and put it on this Instagram. Voila, this afternoon, so I will film it for you. Mm, très bien. Mm, let's go. <laughs> I, take, I take off my pantalon. You get the egg. Oui, à bientôt. Welcome everyone! In a week when Eric Cantona confused the hell out of everyone, the Premier League was giving us more steady, predictable news, and Liverpool are back on top of the Premier League with a non-surprising 5-0 drubbing of Huddersfield at Anfield, uh, giving the leaders, what, 11 wins in a row now, I believe. So uh, we've got a big one today, all the midweek Premier League matches to come, the Premier League's weekend matches to preview, and a look ahead to the thigh rubber of the weekend, Man United against Chelsea. Uh, I'm Jason, and with me, across the pond across a certain pond anyway is dave dave how's it going it's going mate what makes a man put a video of a, a cock breaking an egg on an instagram <laughs> like i mean we've speculated in our intro that the, the patrice ever was in, but <laughs> <coughs> i mean what's the thought process there mate like it's like can i smash a cock with my did he accidentally once smash a cock with his egg or an egg with his cock and then think cock with his egg. <laughs> <laughs> well, I should film that. Egg. How do you accidentally have an egg in that position? Why would you put your cock between your legs and then watch is it? So many questions. So little time. So many questions. I propose so that we start a secondary sinister <coughs> podcast, which <coughs> exclusively discusses former French footballers who've played for Manchester United's Instagram habits. Uh, um, they all seem to be poulet related. Uh, yes, and true. you know, what I mean, chickens, eggs, cocks. Like, what's next? Mm -hmm. What's next, and who's next? Hang on, let's look for the pattern. So Evra was Manchester United from what? What when was like the, the noughties? 
Cantona yes, was yeah. the 90s. Who was French and played for United in the 80s? Oh, I don't think there was... Was Bartes before Cantona? No, he wasn't, was he? He came afterwards, so... No, but he's, he's definitely likely to do something. He's something just eggy or something heady. Yes. Yeah, he, he would. Sylvestre. I don't think Sylvestre would. He's, he's too quiet, isn't he? He's the quiet chap in the corner. Laurent Blanc? Laurent, maybe Laurent. Mm, maybe Laurent. But what do you do? Uh-huh. Like, one man's already kissed and groped and sucked a dead chicken. The other is mm-hmm. an egg with his cock. I mean, what more is there to do? I don't know, mate. I, I, all I know is that <laughs> this, this, this um, egg splatting uh, incident with a... And now, 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 if anyone, if anyone's seen this, if anyone hasn't seen this, please go on on Instagram and uh, and go and have a look. Um, there's videos type, all over. Type Eric Cantona egg cock. <laughs> and and don't watch it at it. work. Whatever you do, don't watch it at work. Do not watch it at work. Do not watch it at work. Um, there's. <laughs> There is a number of uh, of videos which uh, which have been uh, uh, put online by the Independent and by uh, uh, the Guardian and by all sorts of other other newspapers as well, but they they they're not the ones because they um, pixelate the. <laughs> Jason's so, done his research, so you don't have to. All of those places pixelate it. We will be Absolutely. we will be tweeting a full list of of those outlets which would have no balls, literally, <laughs> and have pixelated Eric Cantona's impression. <laughs> We may very well actually put the actual um, uh, uh, tweet up. I didn't really want to put it on my account because <laughs> I, I don't want it to stay there forever. Um, I, uh, but I, I don't see any reason why we can't put it up on our, on our Born Offside Facebook page. So I'll see if I can get a link for it and put it on there uh, afterwards. But uh, uh, if you haven't seen it, I really would suggest you just pause the podcast now Go and do a little bit of trolling through the internet and find it and have a look because it is one hell of a... Now, the, the one word that springs to mind is... Um, well, there's, there's a couple. Like that, nice spring, one. Spring. spring, you like that. They go straight into mousetrap. Mousetrap is in there. And, uh, but, but the one is, the, the one is because of the whole... This is the whole Game of Thrones thing coming back on again and the seasons uh, uh, has restarted and everybody's on the Game of Thrones and... Mate, it's one of those. Um, it's one of those catapults, isn't it? It's one of those catapults that catapults huge uh, boulders into castles, and um, uh, th- that's w- what I think it is. Except that this is the sort of leftovers of a catapult. What uh, position? Smashing. What position are you in in order to film that? Oh, it's POV, mate. Yeah, but like, are you lying? T- I mean, because the egg has got to not roll off your belly. So you've, you've, your belly's got to be flat, which means... I yeah, mean, I mean, the guy has, hasn't got a six-pack, but he's pretty fit. It's not, it's, not a, it's not a belly like yours and mine, mate, where, you know, you'd struggle no, to, to mine have be, an egg. I mean, mine would be far too soft. Like, the, the egg would have a, a really hard land. You're right, mate. I hadn't thought of the ab-to-cock density ratio being an important factor. But then, then I've, a... I've never wondered about smashing an egg with my cock and filming. <laughs> so Wait, you haven't lived. You haven't, <laughs> no, you haven't. I haven't. I've wondered haven't. about some pretty obscene and weird things that I'm not willing to list here. <coughs> That's never crossed my mind. Yeah, I must admit. <laughs> uh... <laughs> 
I'm not going to say it's crossed my mind, but the catapulting action, you know, of the piece <laughs> from that's being held between your legs, and you let it go, and, you, and it does come along and slap you on the belly. You know, it is something that you know it's doable, you know, and thinkable of. Um, but I wouldn't think of. You know, it's like it reminds me of that that woman uh, on the internet who who's managed to uh, uh, crush a watermelon between her thighs. Have you seen that? Uh, it's, a, it's like a world no. record or something. I'm going to oh, watch no. it now, though. Excuse me, let's oh, yeah, I take a break. <laughs> so it's it's uh, it's like one of these. Um, it's not a bit a big sort of surprising thing or anything. It's actually like a. Um, a, a Guinness Book of Records kind of record kind of thing to see how long uh, uh, people's thighs are. And there's this woman who's uh, who's on there, you know, she puts a watermelon between her thighs and core blimey, she, she... Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, she's just gone for it, mate. And he's, she's, uh, yeah, I wouldn't... You know, like, you know, why are we talking about sex? She's, yeah, she's like, not so. even particularly straining. Like, this video is only six seconds. I mean, this, this is the length of a Shane Long goal. <laughs> oh, we'll get onto that. We'll get onto that. Yeah. Uh, um, mate, we should, we should do a little, little video s- editor at the same time. Who's going to win? Who's going to win? Who's going to win? Ah, oh, the woman wins. Well done. I mean, she crushes it on the fourth second. Second five and six are aftermath. Oh, Jesus. They're just aftermath, are they? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, there's, there's shit you can do with that nether region of your body, uh, which, um, you know, just with a little bit of imagination and uh, a little bit of, you know, just go back to school a little bit, you know, and, and just start thinking, you know, the teacher has asked you to, the teacher has asked you to, I want you guys to put forward an imaginary way, a very creative way of how you can crack an egg. Now, here are the rules. You're not allowed to use your hands. All right, you're not allowed cook. to use... Cook, I'm going to use my cock. No egg, you are ruining it again. <laughs> Can't, you got to just use, you know, just just be creative, okay? Be creative. And they all come in with a video the next day. And Eric's coming with this. Uh... <laughs> this is a class of, class of 13-year-olds, you know, and they all put their videos up on onto the big screen for everyone to see. <laughs> oh, I love it. Love it. But you did say get creative, mom. You know? Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, well done, Eric, for... Uh, <coughs> um, now, the timing of the video, it came out just before Manchester United lost at home to Old Trafford uh, to Manchester City. It came out just before that. And, um, I mean, I wonder if, if like, I don't know, uh, you know, it'd be, it'd be interesting if, if Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, you know, because I think they played together, didn't they, for a period? Um, yeah, they would have. They would have, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they were mates. And Solskjaer called, called Eric and went, mate, look, five minutes before I, I, I send all the players out onto the pitch, I, I need some kind of inspirational talk, man. You know, we lost 4-0 at Goodison. I don't know how to get these boys up, you know. I know that you are an inspirational figure now. You, you know, Hollywood, all that stuff and everything. You know how to, to, to G people up. Send us a video, would you? And I'll put it on just five minutes before they all go out <laughs> onto the pitch. <laughs> Mate, it could, it could explain the big disparity between Manchester United's first half and second half performances. If, if, if like, they, they, you know, they get in the, in the dressing room and they open up their... their um, I should imagine... Pog- Instagrams. Yeah. opens up his Instagram and goes, let's see what Uncle Eric is doing. <laughs> it's just like, 
Oh. Oh. Oh, oh no. And then Luke Shaw, Luke Shaw sees it over his shoulder and he's like, oh. Oh no. Do you reckon Luke Shaw starts to cry? Yeah, probably. Anything he does, it's like he's not seen anything like that before ever in his ever. life. Less yeah, that's yeah, totally. Uh, mate, like, okay, we digress, uh, obviously, from uh, uh, from what this football, is. Football, football, this podcast is about football. It, it is about football. It's just really difficult to 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 keep a straight face and talk about football when when just cocks breaking eggs. <laughs> All right, let's get on with it, mate. Um, I guess no, no, no other place to start. We'll we'll talk very quickly uh, about the, um, uh, the 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 midweek melee uh, that was Manchester derby. Uh, we'll um, it's it's uh, mate. It was at Man United. It was at at, the, at Old Trafford at the Theatre of Dreams, where uh, obviously Manchester United dared to dream uh, for a period of time, and um, they came out the blocks. They seemed as though they were tightish at the back they seemed as though, as though they were okay uh, but uh, ultimately they lost 2-0 to Manchester City and uh, and they really couldn't have uh, well Mate, probably I've, couldn't have done worse in the second half could they there's a, there's a lot of people talking about the quality of the Manchester United midfield with, with Fred and Pogba but I have to say there was one uh, veteran Manchester United midfielder whose performance on the night was just oh wonderful Delicious. Mm. That's right. I'm talking about Roy Keane. Roy Keane, <laughs> up in the studio, like, Roy Keane's punditry is frankly amazing. And I just want to give you a little bit of a synopsis and a, and a breakdown of, of, of the Roy Keane analysis of the Manchester United performance. They went on to lose 2-0. And uh, mm. the Sky Sports presenter opens up with, a, with a, an easygoing, generic question looking to celebrate this wonderful Manchester City team that we're all been blessed to, to watch and, and live in the time of. And I think when we look back, we will be like, I saw that City team play. And he opens yes. up with a question along the lines of, City did really well, didn't they? And Roy, Roy Keane responds with, hey, yeah, but they'll be, sit, they'll be sitting there now not knowing, not believing how easy it was. And you could just kind of see the Sky Scores oh. presenter, who's that generic presenter whose name I don't know, but is always on. You know who the yeah. one? I know, like, yeah. Nice, nice smile. Anyway, yeah. and, and like you can see him just going, oh shit, like we've barely got five seconds in and already Keane is lambasting the United midfield. He then goes off on one about Fred, off on one about Pogba, off on one about Luke Shaw, calls them all lily-livered, scaredy non-worky like you know gary neville steps in and attempts to say well i just don't think they're very good and roy Keane's like no no that's not enough gary shut up gary and like it gets to the point where roy Keane says to gary neville if you'd done that i would have told you off and like gary neville's like oh shit this is roy Keane. i should shut up and just kind of like giggles and doesn't talk anymore soon as well, he, he kind of says at that point that he, he kind of says at that point, he, you, you tell me off, tell me off all the fucking time for everything anyway, you know, so it doesn't yes. really make a difference. Yeah. 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 Sunes joins in like, and it's like team Keen, team Sunes. <laughs> and then like they moved the conversation slowly on to something else. And then, and then Keen got it back onto his lambasting of the Manchester United <laughs> performance. That's all he wanted to talk about was just how lily-livered and oh. weak and spiritless they were. And ah, oh, mate, I, I, he, Roy Keane was at his 
like I want to talk about what I want to talk about best. And I think we all have to applaud his performance. So true. It was almost 30 minutes worth of it, wasn't it, really? I mean, it was he and, and when, whenever they flipped and talked about Manchester City, it was like, oh, I don't care. You know, don't, don't really want to talk about that at all. You guys can do you, you do all talking about Man City. That's fine. Um, mate, could you can you think of a of a worse set of pundits than uh, than together in the same room than Gary Neville, Roy Keane, and fucking Graham Souness? I mean, how much depression is there in that room? There's a lot, a lot. of negativity. There's a There's lot of a negativity lot. in there. Oh, Joe Hart, bless him, who was also on that panel. You could see was like kind of like. I don't want to be here. I don't want to corrupt you. <laughs> no. That's not what I want to do. I want to go be positive and live somewhere. And, and then he's exactly. like, oh shit, I play for Burnley. Oh God, this is what's going to happen to me. <laughs> oh, it was, it was crazy. Absolutely crazy. And um, I, I love the high-pitched voiceness of Roy Keane. I never realised he could go that high-pitched. Yeah. You know, but like, still be scary. But still be scary. Yes. Oh, to be sure, Gary. And you're like still like quaking in your boots. Just, yeah. just looking at him. Because at any moment, he can just, he'll just swipe you. You know, he'll yeah. just, you know, it's like. Ah, shut up, Gary. Like, <laughs> it is amazing. You certainly put Gary in his place, thank God. Because um, you, you, you know, Gary's been coming out saying a lot of stupid shit uh, uh, over the last few. I think without weeks. a doubt that like in the pre- build up to that that game like where they're you know putting on their microphones getting mic'd up you know having the bit of the makeup done Gary Ginev has had a right talking to from Kino and Kino's like <laughs> telling him don't you bring your Japanese not weed problems into the studio you leave that shit at home you leave that behind <laughs> May no on a serious note though the reaction there between th- those two pundits and like mm-hmm. they're not the only ones, but the no, reaction, no, the, the reaction to that game and to that performance, and I think a lot of of mainstream football media in the UK's reaction to these things is Manchester City are winning all these games, Liverpool are winning all these games. The other teams must not be working hard enough, must not be trying hard enough, must have a mm. mentality weakness, must be like that's like. I get the feeling that in other places like Spain, where I, where I am now, or even Italy and other places, they will sit and they will go, well, you know, putting that player here against that player in that situation meant that you were a tactical weakness. Like we jump so quickly as English people on this person tried harder. This person's got more drive. This person has better will. That person's commitment is better than the other person. That person needs to work harder. All of those things that you and I could go install in a, well, no, not you and I, but like someone else could go and install. Oh, no, in you a, and I. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think I'd be very good at telling other people to work hard. Anyway, we, we could, we could, you could, you can tell people, you can motivate people of any, like age or background or in any profession like mm. motivation is something that you can instill in in someone and i'm not saying that pep and co don't do that i think pep and klopp are, are clearly very good motivators of men but there's mm. something more to it than that there's you know there's an attacking system and guardiola is clearly at half time looked at the fact that they've played a back five and put a back five mm-hmm. in front of him, 
Look to the fact that Rashford is threatening to burn company every time he goes past him and made mm. an adjustment. And Solskjaer has made no adjustment and, mm. and, and been made to pay for it. Uh, 100%. Did they ever pick together? Uh, 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 you're right. They, 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 I've got a few points correct there on that one. That it is such a, a sort of physical-based argument that comes out every single time um but very possibly and uh, and very probably as well they they don't allude to the fact that there is a, a, an actual tactical genius uh, going on behind or at least someone who knows how to do their job properly um i mean you put uh Solskjaer and guardiola uh, um side by side and you have a look at their records, their managerial records. Um, you can put their playing record together as well if you want. Um, Guardiola absolutely, you know, slams him out the water with absolutely, you know, with nothing else. I mean, it's just, I, 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 I agree. And I think I know where you're going with this. You're going with the fact that we're, we're actually all omitting to say that Manchester City was simply way better. They're streets better than Manchester United. And I think regardless of how much, how much passion, how much heart, how much uh, 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 commitment you go into a game with, uh, if you've got 11 guys who are extremely, um, you know, totally fired up and up for it over the course of 90 minutes, if they're not tactically astute and if they're not, managed by someone who knows what they're doing um they'll come unstuck they'll eventually come unstuck and you've got company and laporte round the back there you know company you know how he loves coming up for these games you know he he puts everything into these into these big matches and laporte has been you know the sort of center back revelation of the season excluding van if you put van dyke to one side you know he's been uh, one, one of the big boys uh, this year apart from those lovely mistakes he put up against Tottenham, which of course was just to do you a favour. Um, you, you're, you're looking at a team that is just, Manchester City that is, that is just absolutely head and shoulders above everybody else, including Liverpool. I, put, I think including Liverpool, they're better than Liverpool, but Liverpool have something else about them and it's amazing credit to them that they're still up there fighting with them. Um, you're very right. You turn around in, in, in Italy or in Spain and any of the other co countries on the continent and they will actually analyze the reason why uh, people weren't able to do their jobs uh, when they were in their respective positions. Um, it's, uh, uh, yeah, it, it, it is. There is a lot of this sort of like he, he lacked passion. Yeah, and Pogba's coming in for it, isn't he, really? Pogba's the main guy who is, is, is getting all the stick uh, from everywhere. I don't know how. Manchester United fans are feeling about him at the moment because Manchester United fans have been incredibly loyal uh, over the last uh, three, four, five seasons since Ferguson left. You know, whoever came in, they've been extremely loyal to them. Um, and they're extremely loyal to a, a big bulk of their football players as well. They give them a lot of tape. Uh, but this uh, this is getting to a point now where it's getting a little bit much, isn't it? I think with, with Pogba, I think, uh, I think he needs to go. Doesn't he? he uh, it's, a, it's, a really, it's a really tough question because Manchester United must now be looking at Liverpool, who have not won mm. a title for 29 years, who mm. previously dominated like for 15-ish years, like Manchester United did. And they must be fearing that that could happen to them because they've tried the, the Premier League manager with a, with a decent record in Moyes to see if he could step up. They've tried the 
the tactical coach with a philosophy Wacky. in that <laughs> yeah in van Hal. they've tried the nailed on banker in Mourinho, yeah. the title guarantee serial winner serial yep. winner and now they're trying the you know the the local boy i'm all right norway, norway is not local to manchester same climate no, no, but but. <laughs> uh, but you know the you know the club legend like done good can we get him back and it's I mean, I think there's problems with all four of those appointments, but I think there's problems kind of all over Manchester United. The, re- the recruitment has not been done with any kind of coordination, which I think is, is due quite largely to the fact that Ferguson did the recruitment before. So they've not mm. had this muscle whereby it gets done in, in, you know, by a committee or by a group. And I think modern day recruitment has to be done that way. You look at Klopp mm. and Guardiola and they're quite happy to let someone else do the majority of it. They want the ability mm. to veto, but I don't think that, that Klopp and Guardiola, either of them are going out into the world and going, I want that guy. I want that guy. I want that player. I'm sure yeah, that yeah, they will yeah. take a look at a player and go, no, I don't want him. Or like, yes, this is, this is someone I want. But Anyway, I'm yeah, and they, they and, and, and they put them onto a list of yes and no's. They put them onto the list of priorities. They may even give a list of sort of priorities and stuff. But I think the the the, the messages that are coming out of, of of Man City, and okay, fair enough, they've been pumped full of you can argue been pumped full of oil money and uh, um, not you know not moralistically the best way to go about stuff and everything. Liverpool, okay, a little bit better I guess uh, than that. But the feeling that you get is that they are. Um, you know, they're organized, you know, and they've they've put a a plan in place, a long-term plan in place. And they they don't just jump at it. I mean, the Alexi Sanchez situation, for example. That's a weird one, though, because I think that's one that shows you that it's not entirely down to recruitment. If you look at Sanchez and Fred, Manchester Mm. City attempted to buy both of those players. All right, they had a ceiling that they didn't want to go above, like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not spending more than that, but they still, they were still two players that had they been able to, they would have recruited. But mm-hmm. I, you can't also tell me that, that Guardiola would not have made those two players work. Like they might not have mm. been as sensational as others. So it's not purely just recruitment. There is a, there is a coaching element to it. Oh yes. Yes, absolutely. As and, well. and, Guardiola has proved himself to be at the top of at top of his game, and and Klopp now actually is really. It's taken a while to convince me, to be honest. Like uh, I've I've always been a bit like Klopp. Mm, uh, I, I, good, definitely better than anything Manchester United have actually hired uh, over the past five seasons. Um, but I've still been a bit like I, I wonder. I wonder really, you know, how much of it is about man management, man motivation, and how much of it is, uh, is tactics. When I look at Guardiola, I, I, see, I, I feel like it's the whole package. Um, but then you look at different, uh, di- di- different managers and you, you, you think they're more balanced over to one side than the other. You know, they're better at man managing than, 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 than tactics. They're, or the other one is better at tactics than man management. Um, and with Klopp, I've always thought he was more of a kind of people person and player person and, you know, Oh, that's all right. You missed that one. Don't worry. You'll have a chance next time, type thing. You know, g ging your players up and everything. Never really thought too much about his tactics, um, and and I, I do think that 
where, where Liverpool, actually, this is just veering a little bit, but where Liverpool might fail is the fact that Guardiola just has a little bit more, more about him in, in terms of tactics than, uh, than Liverpool. And, and the reason why I say that is because when Alex, uh, um, not Alex, sorry, when um, uh, Alexander, Alexander Arnold, yeah, and uh, Robertson were missing earlier in the season, Liverpool struggled uh, and they weren't getting you know, that much joy out of, out of their, their wide uh, positions. But now that they're both, you know, swinging and fit and, and going for it, you know, Liverpool are just smashing everyone aside. I mean, just today, Robertson got three assists, I think. And, you know, it's just, um, it's just unbelievable what those two are doing. So it's, it, it is a bit repetitive and, uh, but, but it's working obviously because he knows what he's doing, but I think Guardiola is far more dynamic. Um, and, then you turn around and you look at the rest of the Premier League and you have a look and there are some great managers in it. Pochettino is, is, is fantastic. Uh, I, I'd even give some credit to Eddie Howe as well, uh, although he's obviously struggled in, in this second half of the season. Um, but there are some great managers out there. And then you think of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and you're like, you know. Yes. I think it's not a coincidence that of all the managers kind of in, in world football, I, I, I would put Klopp and Guardiola right now as, as one and two. It's not a coincidence that those are the two who coach the attacking system the most. They have different mm. attacking systems. Klopp's is very much about that, that really high press and, mm-hmm. and, and the dynamic transitions. And Guardiola does that too, but it's a little bit more about keeping the ball and being able to to wear the opposition down, but you get the feeling watching them that they're the two, that the, 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 the attacking situations are coached. I think specifically mm. in English, yes. like English defenses were always coached. When you, you know, you look at these documentaries or hear the old players speak, they was like, Oh yeah, George Graham made a stand in a line and do shadow play for three hours. And Roy yes. Hodgson, Roy Hodgson tied us up with rope so that we were always like, three inches, you know, within where we were supposed to be. But you never heard them talk about how they drilled people going forward. Like, mm. attacking football was always like, go express yourself, lads. Like, you yes. know, go forward, yeah. do what you want, get up there and, and just, you know, whatever whim takes you, go do something exciting. And we always think of attacking players, talent and genius and brilliance. But that Man City side... They have moves. It's like an NFL team or an NBA team. Yep. It's like there's moves. It's almost as if Guardiola can say, "Give me a, give me a right pinch hit, thirty-four Louisiana sub slam," <laughs> and, and Sterling and Co know that that's what they've got to do in that in that situation. I think, I think that uh, tactically, someone like Raheem Sterling, and this is difficult to say, tactically, Raheem Sterling is so much more aware. Than, than a player 10 years ago, I think. Mm. By virtue of playing under Guardiola. Yeah, I mean, Guardiola is, is all about the transition, isn't it? It's uh, uh, because he has actually come out and uh, I think Henri epitomized this as well and, and, and spoke about it when he came out and said that, you know, Guardiola used to talk about how he will make sure that the ball is, gets to us up front. And then once it gets to us up front, you can do whatever else you, you, you want to do. You know, that, that you can express yourself. You can go and, and do that. But 
it, uh, the difference between when you said just earlier about expressing yourself up front and the way the Guardiola's teams are expressing themselves is that to get the ball up to that front line, it's all about transition from defense to attack. And that's where he, I believe, is a real master. He really does. I mean, he was a midfielder by trade all, all through his life as well. And um, he was... He was a proper central midfielder as well. None of this, you know, defensive midfielder or attacking midfielder. He was one of those proper central midfielders who, uh, you know, who just controlled the game from the center. And to do that, you have to have a 360 vision and a 360 brain that understands every position, understands what everybody's doing. Um, I would not be surprised if, as he was young, you know, growing up, he played in every single position, uh, 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 maybe because he, he wasn't the, the biggest of chaps and, and was, was left to play at left back. You know, you know what I mean? Like, if you're not the strongest on the team, they'll put you at left back or on left wing like he, or whatever. Like he does with Zinchenko now. With or, Zinchenko now, yes. Or as I like to, as I like to call him, happy, happy Kevin De Bruyne. Happy, happy KDB, yes. Happy KDB. Um, it, it's... It, you know, he has this masterful way of getting the ball from, from defense to attack. And, and uh, uh, Ed, Edison epitomizes that. You know, Edison is not a goalkeeper. He's a, a, an outfield player that has been tra is being trained Mate, to be a goalkeeper. You know, it's I'm, just... telling, I'm telling you now, Edison would be the best midfielder in 14 Premier League teams. Like, <laughs> he, no, he would. Some of those he really passes would. he makes, he would be the best passing midfielder in 14 Premier League teams. And he's, he's so cool on the ball. It's unbelievable. He's so, so I cool. enjoy the arrogance of it sometimes. When he plays yeah. like yeah. a 15-meter pass to someone who you would have thought, well, that's not... Oh, oh, three passes. Yeah. Oh, they're in on goal. That, <laughs> but that... But that whole thing, that whole thing is not by coincidence. It's not just like, lads, express yourselves, be talented, play out from the back, be brave. It's more than that. It's like, you mm. stand here. And when that comes there, yep. you move there, you move there, yep. and you move there. Yep. You receive, yep. like, like Sterling has talked about how Guardiola came into the first training session and said, stop receiving the ball on the outside of your foot. And Sterling mm. said, to him, why? It looks good. And Guardiola says, I don't care what it looks like. Your body position is all wrong for the next pass. Like, mm. that's the level Beautiful. to which Pep is taking it to. Whereas, mm. you know, not to pick on Harry Redknapp, but to pick on Harry Redknapp, like, it was like, you know, the, the, famous, the famous line to Pavlyuchenko is he's standing to come on and it's like, what should I tell him to do, Gaffer? I'll just tell him to fucking run around a bit. Like, you know, it's, it's a different <laughs> level. And getting back to our original point, I don't think our punditry reflects that. Like I've, I've seen, sure. I've seen, you know, non-English punditry uh, um, talking about getting back to your point about Henri. And I think Henri mm. even said this, that when he was at Barcelona, Pep made it, made Henri do this one run inside mm -hmm. the fullback. So That's they right. played this yeah. four three three instead of going on the outside of him on the inside of the fullback. And Henri said that that, that run Mm -hmm. resulted in, in Henri scoring like almost never if he made that run. But it opened up yep. the space for, for Messi or, or, or who, whoever. And, yep. But he was like, you know, it's a run that a lot of players make now, but like Guardiola was there to, no, you run there, you run there, you run there. Yep. And 
know, it is. It's, 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 it's all by design. It's all, stuff. Yeah. 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 It's and and I, I think it's you know hats off. It's all it's all done in drills. You know, it's all done in drills. It's all done on the training ground, and it's all it's actually very easy. Actually, you know, it's actually a very easy thing to do. When if you've got uh, uh, your, your ideas down on paper, and, and you can go about this in, in, in a great, very, very many great number of ways. Uh, Guardiola brings his whole squad uh, into that. Uh, we, we've all seen the the, um, uh, the the Amazon documentary. The Amazon documentary where they all go into that one room, and he's doing a he's got a projector, and he's he, you know he's talks Nico, about Nico, 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 <laughs> Nico. David, 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 David. Now it's going to be Phil, maybe Phil Foden, maybe. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, it was. It's you know, you get them all in there, and you say, "This is what we're going to do today." Okay, we're going to do these drills. This is a drill, and and the reason why we're doing these drills is because this will help you and improve uh, us as a team to be able to get past the back line of a uh, of a, a sitting defense, a sitting team, uh, a, a Brighton, uh, uh, a a Cardiff, or a uh, you know even a Southampton, even uh, who is going to sit back and they're going to give us the whole of their half. So this is what we're going to do. We're going these are the drills. Come in, come out. Come in, come out. Short inside, outside. You know, Aguero drop deep create the space in behind you because you're going to bring one of the central defenders with you. Suddenly there's only one central defender. Leroy, you come in from the left. Uh, uh, Silver, you come in from the right. So suddenly you've got spaces in behind. Do that. It's almost like a, it's almost like a living, breathing accordion, uh, which, which, yeah. which you, you can, you can, you can drill into your football players. And, uh, and, um, and you know what, just on, on a, a very quick side note as well here, I think this is one of the reasons why Mourinho has, has screwed itself up because Faria used to do that for him. Faria used to be the man who brought in the drills and who, who, who orchestrated all of that. And Mourinho was the guy who was high-fiving and, and back-slapping all of the, uh, uh, you know, all the John Terry's and the Lampards and, you know, having showers with Lampard and, you know, getting close and pally <laughs> with all of them. You know, it, it was like a two-man, two-man job. Mourinho's gone, Louis, this is not the time for your drills. This is time for a man to get naked with another man. I'll do it. <laughs> No, this is it. I'm in there. I'm in the shower. Lamps. Oi, fat lamps. Come here. Watch this. I can do this with an egg. Watch. <laughs> mate, mate. Thanks, boss. Uh, Pep Guardiola's <laughs> living, breathing accordion. Will it have enough to break down Burnley? Ooh-ah, ooh-ah, Sean Dyche. Mate, will proper man football. Proper uh, football man football. Will it prevail? Uh, like, this will, is it. This is what uh, this Sunday is all about. It's all about uh, Lancashire absolutely. hot pots, proper men's proper football in claret and blue with buses <laughs> and defences versus uh, those evil foreigner types with their fancy systems. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Mate, it's me. almost like a uh, Brexit derby. It's 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 like Blue pass- <laughs> it's blue passports and colonialism versus new age refugees and, and scientists. It is the two o'clock kickoff on Sunday and it's the match that everyone is watching because, uh, and everyone has been talking about, and you, you, hats off to you. You mentioned this about- Mate, four- I'm abandoning this prediction. I'm abandoning but, uh, it. Do you know why? Uh, Do you know why, why, why? I'm abandoning it? Because their Bye. next their next game 
is got the brodge. It's, it's got Brendan the Rogers. Mate, Brendan yes, Rogers finally wins Liverpool the title. <laughs> I I am with you. Excuse me, sorry. Um, it, 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 Burnley have done well, you know. They have, they have, and it, and it could happen. But I want to see how smug Brendan Rodgers would be if he won Liverpool the title. Because my prediction nah, is that he yeah. would be incredibly smug. Like, I, smugness I would go through the roof. I think I he, would, he would probably do a John Terry and turn up at the, at the trophy ceremony and, like, pick it up. And everyone would be like, oh, look, there's Trent Alexander-Arnold and there's Virgil van Dijk. Is that Brendan Rodgers? What? Oh. <laughs> All right, Brodge. Yeah, that's. Uh, no, 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 no. You go. You go ahead. You go ahead. You deserve this one, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, mate. Uh, I. In terms of narrative, you're. You're. Yeah. This would. That would definitely be. You know, much. Beautiful. Much more yeah, yeah. Because this one now uh, against Burnley is just. It's. Look, I mean, it's it's got one nil in the last minute written on it. This game, doesn't it? It's Mate, got, uh... someone someone pointed out to me uh, the office today that this season Manchester City have already played Burnley twice and beat them by an aggregate of ten goals to nothing. So oh, why is it that we're pinning our hopes? And we are. I think I think the general football consciousness wants City to trip up. Not wants Liverpool to win the title, but we want drama, right? We, we, we want to slip. We do. We want drama, but I'm not on that boat. You know me. I'm, I'm terrible. I'm, I'm all for Man City winning. I don't know. I'm fine with City winning it. I just don't want them to win it with ease. Uh, okay, yes. Oh, well, mate, there's always drama. There's always drama. I mean, even... Well, I don't know. There wasn't much drama on Wednesday night. We were promised a bit, you know, this is the, this is the derby, the last big obstacle. And, uh, mate, the moment Bernardo Silva takes De Gea by surprise at the near post, it's over. It's it done. is over. It is. It's done. But, I mean, that's not the kind of drama that I'm, I'm looking at. I still thought there was a lot of drama there, but the drama was in the comedy of, of how uh, Man United capitulated, you know, in the second half. How they, you know, that's, that to me was, was, was the drama of the game. It was no, more about I how want to see Leroy Sane rattled. I want to see Leroy <laughs> Sane just a little bit. He's so calm. Sane doesn't bothered about it's anything. True. He looks like that teenager that you used to teach that doesn't give a shit. You badly want him to give a shit, but he doesn't. And Guardiola's mm. dropping him just to kind of teach him a lesson, and he still doesn't care. That's <laughs> how composed Leroy Sane always seems to be. Oh, Mate, do, do you think cool he'll be there me. next year? Do you think he'll be there? <sighs> if he wants to. Like, yeah, I guess so. Doesn't, Leroy doesn't care. <laughs> Like I don't think he cares about anything. Like he's, you know, he's the cool kid. He's he's bad, bad Laurie, Leroy Sane. He's, he's... It's true. Um, <coughs> I think at the end of that game, he came off. He was, he didn't even have a smile. You know, he didn't even have a smile. He he just contributed to to beating Man United at Old Trafford, and taking a big step towards the Premier League title. And he didn't even smile. He was 
coming out, just shaking everyone's hand. Uh, I, he gave a he gave one of those weird sort of uh, sort of ding dong high five. I'm gonna do a little little deli alley and and sunny uh, kind of thing, you know. And like now we we'll do the fingers thing to uh, to Raheem Sterling, but without a single smile. There was there was nothing there at all. It was um, yeah. anyway. Oh, we, we could talk about. I think we could talk about sort of individuals and individual players from that those two games until the cows came home but uh, but mate i think it's uh, it's probably a good time to uh, take a take a quick actually before we take a quick break um let's we haven't actually spoken about the game man united against man city mate just tell me very quickly i'm just going to put a couple of points to you very very quickly um was it luke shaw's fault or was bernardo just brilliant it was david de gea's fault i th- thought Oh, you thought so? Okay, yeah, yeah. I was gonna. Uh, yeah. I mean, Shaw, okay. Okay. Shaw doesn't cover himself in glory, and I think Joe Hart, who, by the way, is a goalkeeper and therefore may mm-hmm. know, Joe Hart's analysis yeah. that that De Gea is expecting Shaw to block it if he goes down there, and mm. that he's going to go up in the the top right corner was spot mm. on. But that doesn't get De Gea off the hook, if you know what I mean. Mm. Like he mm-hmm. still should have been athletic. I was watching that game when I, you know, I've already divulged that I was looking for a bit of narrative, looking for a bit of tension in the game. And when it goes in, I'm like, ah. Mm. Um, and the second goal uh, where Fred gives it away in midfield, admittedly, Fred does very well. No one talks about the moment that he actually gets past, I think it's, if it's not Fernandinho, it's someone else in, in, in the middle of the park, Gundogan or whoever, he gets past him really successfully and starts to, to, to construct an attack. Uh, uh, then get, uh, has a sort of give and go, I think, with Rashford uh, and then tries to play a ball into Pogba, but it gets intercepted. Ball goes to Sterling and Sterling suddenly just, just, just a little turn of the body and he's off. And mate, what I want to what I want to ask you here is, um, Fred has an opportunity right there and then to take Sterling down, because with one mo- little swivel of the body, uh, Sterling has completely taken out four midfielders. If you look across the line, he's taken out four midfielders, and then he's he's off. He's running right up to the uh, um, to the United back line. I think they're four on three or three on two or whatever. And it just spells goal from the moment he crosses the halfway line. And and uh, in the end, it was a nice lay in to, to Sane. And Sane, we, we're going to talk about De Gea being at fault for that second goal, which I think he was. Um, but, mate, the debate that was has been going around is, do Man City make more professional fouls than others? They do. This is this is a measurable thing. Uh, mm-hmm. It was very interesting this backwards and forwards that went on between Solskjaer, who who first said it that, mm-hmm. that, that they foul you, and I from the Tottenham games I had this feeling too, and and to be fair, lots of teams do it and lots of successful teams do it. I've always maintained on this podcast several times that N'Golo Conte gets away with incre- an incredible amount of fouling because he does, it, he does it high up the pitch and he's got a very sweet face. I think <laughs> Fernandinho also is one who gets away with all kinds of stuff. I often watch a game and think to myself, Fernandinho has, if you've, if you've got like, um, uh, if you've got, um, 
you, you know, something that's like less than a yellow card. What's if like the between yellow and red, there's um, orange. There's orange, but what's what's underneath yellow, like uh, green? Amber? Green. Let's say green. Oh, okay. Whatever. All right. Blue. Whatever. Yep. If there was a blue card, like yep. Fernandinho gets himself six or seven of them a game. Like, you know, mm. ones where you're like, well, that could be a yellow, you mm. know? And Is this the continental thing? Because I don't, I think they're better at doing it than the English, aren't they? I, I think, I think, you know, you look at, uh, I, I'm not sure if you saw Ward Prowse uh, against Newcastle last week. Uh, he was deep inside his own half, but there was a counterattack. Ward Prowse just cleans, uh, cleans Almiron out. Uh, yeah. Like, it was, it was just... Now, just a shoulder barge, bang, you're out, you're gone. He gets a booking for it. It's not subtle at all. But when Fernandinho does it and when Kante do it, they make it look like they're really, yeah, but, but boss, I'm, I really did try to get that ball. So you can't book me. I it think they also do it quietly. You know, like, exactly. It wasn't a professional foul because it was. I was trying to get the ball genuinely, and if you look like, because you can do that, you go into a tackle and you make it look like you're really trying to get the ball, but actually that's not what's on your mind at all. What's on your mind is to take the guy down, right? And but if you make it look like you're trying really hard to get the ball, then you can be forgiven for it. Yeah, yeah. I th and I. But then if you go look at the statistics and figures. Mm. So again, getting back to this 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 conflict. So first, Solskjaer comes out and says that you know they do a lot of fouls, which I think is, you know, felt accurate to me when he said it. And then United um, City, sorry's response through various channels was to to throw some stats out there, which is City uh, commit the smallest number of fouls per game, and uh, you know they have the highest average possession, and they have you know way fewer yellow cards, but if you then look at like how many fouls they're conceding per minute that they don't have the ball, it's the mm. highest in the league by quite some way. Yes. Like they, they obviously they commit fewer fouls because they have so much of the ball. If you've mm. got the ball 72% of the time, you're not going to need to foul anyone for that 72%. Exactly. Of the time. But if you sure. then like take the total number of minutes that they don't have the ball they're, they're pretty much spending those minutes fouling people. <laughs> I mean, that's well, what they're doing. I think, I think the idea is, and I'm pretty sure that, that Guardiola says this to them as well, you've got five seconds to get that ball back. You know, this, I'm sure this is a drill that they do as well. Like, you put that pressure on five seconds, you've got five seconds to get that ball back. That's the, that's the, the, that, that's the game, right? We're doing a game here. This, one of the drills that we do during training is a game, and the game is, and you know, you need to get the ball back in five, within five seconds, otherwise you're out, and the next team comes in, right? So, you give the ball away, uh, and it's, it's in a rondo, of course, because that's how, how uh, uh, everybody trains. Uh, so you train it, train it in a rondo. Maybe you do, you know, whatever, 4v4 with two jokers or something. And then, you know, you, you, the, the objective is to, to give it to them. And then with the jokers, you're 6v4. The, the team that's got four have got to try to get the ball off them within five seconds. If you don't get them off them in five seconds, you're out. Next team comes in. And if after those five seconds you don't get that ball that's when you need to commit that foul and of course the big benefit of committing that foul high up the pitch is that you then give 
the, the amount of time needed for the rest of your team to get in behind the ball. And so you can reset up the whole, uh, 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 the whole game again. And it's, it's beautiful what they do. But I mean, I, I love it. I, I, I really do. I love it because when they do win the ball back, they then play it all the way back to Edison and they stretch your team out, you know, and, and they, they, they pull you. I mean, if Shane Long's playing against Man United, Man City, there's no way he's going to be sitting on the halfway line when Edison's got the ball. He's going to be rushing out towards Edison to try and put pressure on it. It's just the nature of him, of him, you know. Uh, he can't just stand there. He can't do it. Um, so it's, it's, it's just all purely tactical, and it's working, and it's beautiful, and it's great, and it's, it's wonderful to watch. It's very different to Liverpool. And I think, mate, I think we, we, should, we should take a break and come back and, and maybe talk a little bit about Liverpool and about their title challenge as well. But, um, uh, but, but just to, to, to cap off and to finish with, with the Man United issue, do you think it's a little bit like they're always talking about going back to the old days and doing things the old way and winning in the old fashion and old sense and this is Man United and all this crap. There's all this talk about, you know, the glory days and all that we need to go... Surely football teams are all about moving forward as progression, not regression, isn't it? I mean, this is, I think, where Man United are going wrong. Absolutely. And I think you only have to look at um, Klopp and what he did recently when um, Liverpool went to Chelsea and everyone was talking about the Gerrard slip. Mm. And would that come back? I mean, you and I talked about it. Like, you know, we we call it the Demba Bar triumph because... Because that's the way we like to think of it. Um, but that was the narrative. Yeah, no, yeah, you know, where is Denver now? We we've, we did an episode on this. We won't do that again. Turkey. <laughs> um, anyway, but like Klopp's just completely dismissed it and was was like, I don't mm. think I think only Henderson was even in the squad. I mm. you know I've not even ever seen that game. Why are you talking about it? Like mm. quite upfront about it and like you know mm. what. But you're not like Solskjaer needs to stop with this. I can't park in the gaffer's parking space. And yeah, yes. I did score a goal at that ground once. And I'll take them to the cliff training ground to show. Like, I'm sorry, but how does taking someone to an old training ground inspire you? Can you I'm sorry, but the likes yeah. of Martial and Pogba are like, what is this? They are showing how crabs the toilets used to be. You're telling me that Damian and Fred have grown up with the legend of Manchester United. They don't, they don't care. The only two players in that squad that's having an effect on are Lingard and Rashford. And you're only two who are up for it anyway. Like, mm. yep. they, hey, yeah, you're right, mate. They need to stop with that crap. I mean, yeah, no, I, mean they need to, I mean, they can carry on because it'll only mean to them, them losing more, well, which I'm totally that's, fine. That's true as well, yeah. So the the answer is, is pretty clear and pretty obvious, isn't it? It's not Solskjaer. The answer is not Solskjaer. The answer is a new modern style coach slash trainer slash re- manager who can come in and revolutionize the, 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 yeah, the club. I don't know. I don't know. I think Solskjaer's probably the answer for another three years or so. You're going to let him say <laughs> You would say that. You would say that. Mate, I would I, I, I do. I, and I have. And I, I, I hate to say this. I hate to say this, but I, I would not be entirely surprised if they came in from Hasenhubel. The rabbit. No. no. All right. Okay. Let's take a short break and let's come back and review the rest of the Premier League's matches. We're always guaranteed something of a laugh with these two chumps. 
but do they know that we're all laughing at them, and not with them? And welcome back to part two uh, of Born Offside. We will be reviewing the rest of the midweeks uh, action, action, election that mate, happened. Mate. That, yep. that, that yep. First, you've just pointed out to me that that first part was rather long. So we should perhaps try and do this second part in the style of Shane Long. And therefore, Da-da-da. we have 7.65 seconds to cover everything. How about we have 7.65 seconds to cover Watford versus Southampton? That's fine. Um, <laughs> okay. And then, <laughs> All right. And then have, we can... Time me. Time me. You ready? Okay. Okay. Uh, no, not yet. Wait. Hang on a second. Uh-huh. Hang on, who, wait, scored wait, wait, the, who scored the Watford goal? Oh, it was Gray, wasn't it? Uh, it was Gray, it was Gray, it was Gray. All right, okay. Uh, three, two, one, go. Shane Long, very quick, score goal. Andre Gray, very late, 1-1. One, one. Was that good? Um, oh, mate. That was so much. Mate, you did it in four seconds. I, that I was seven. I could, have, I could have done it and broken an egg on my clock. <laughs> Wasted opportunity. Wasted opportunity. I just just had to mute myself there. Um, uh, (coughs) It was a wasted opportunity, mate. What? (coughs) Thank you. Well done. Well done. Five five seconds. Um, (coughs) Sorry, excuse me. (laughs) Watford won. Southampton won. Uh, Shane Long scoring the fastest Premier League match in history at least in premier league history anyway which is only about 25 30 years old um beating ledley ledley king's previous record of uh oh, 11- poor ledley i know poor ledley they actually had a uh, a shot where they panned to ledley uh, in the stands when they told what was him ledley doing there what was oh, he wasn't at that match oh he jesus was at- <laughs> He was he was watching Tottenham versus Brighton, uh, uh, but they yeah so they had a, they had him on screen and they they sort of panned over and I think he he, he had just like a little chuck he was like what I didn't even know I had that record oh, good um, so yeah um, Shane Long <coughs> excuse me with an with one of those one of those moments where you know it's like everybody does it right you just you you press. You, you press that last defender from, from the kickoff and you fully expect not to get it. And in many ways, it actually gives you a bit of a breather. So what it does is that it shows the gaffer that you care. You're running for the ball really quickly. But then when it's hoofed up front, you've got every excuse in the book to just jog backwards and get into the, into the frame of the game. You know, you don't really have to do anything. But Shane Long has surprised himself and actually got the ball and it's fallen beautifully for him. And then, to top it all, he's raced, raced towards um, Foster, I believe. And, uh, uh, and he's delicately messied him. He's chipped him. He's chipped yeah. him. And he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's done, him a, done him a kipper there on that one. So absolutely beautiful. 7.6 uh, uh, seconds. I'm sure you guys have seen a lot of the, uh, uh, a lot of the stuff that's been going around Twitter. You know, what else can you do in 7.6 seconds? Yeah, well, anyway, you can mm. certainly imagine some of the stuff that's been going around. Beautiful. Uh, and then uh, it was um, uh, for the, you know, for the, the, the 
partisan viewer who just wanted to watch a good game of football, they had to wait until the 90th minute before they could see another goal. Uh, and it was Watford scoring. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I was a little bit, a little bit annoyed. I think from a Southampton perspective, they have to be, they have to be closing that out, you know. Um, but Watford were in the ascendancy for large periods of certainly the second half and probably, probably deserved a point from the game. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's a bitter disappointment not to not to come away with three points uh, uh, from that match. Uh, but uh, there was uh, a lot of good things uh, in that game. So uh, um, yeah, I think Southampton, fingers crossed, hope you'll be safe. And that was it, really, for the Watford versus Southampton match, mate. Over on in a different part of the country at exactly the same time, Brighton and Hove Albanians were parking the bus in an incredible football match uh, between Tottenham Hotspurs and, of course, Brighton, which Tottenham prevailed finally on 88 minutes through a wonder strike by Ericsson, 1-0 to keep their Champions League and battle for third place well and truly alive. Yeah, it was a little bit tense. Mm. A little bit tense. Um, it's the first I didn't think you were going to do it. I, I, I didn't think you were going to do it. I didn't. I thought... Oh, all right, all right. I thought we probably would, just because we have already. Mm, that's true. Although Brighton, Brighton, like, so, you know when uh, you play a, a, a back five or, like, you play three centre-backs and the wing-backs and sometimes the wing-backs drop back and, yep. and then, like, your back three becomes a back five? You know that yep. system? So Brighton, yep. would, Brighton were doing that. But they had a back four that sometimes became a back six. <laughs> they went one better. <laughs> they showed everyone the real, the real way. You guys are all pussies. You don't know how to defend. Check this out. Back six in your face. Oh. I mean, I'm no joke. It was like four centre backs, <laughs> two wing backs who were really full backs. It, I, mean, I have it, never seen i mean i've seen the extended highlights of this and uh, uh i didn't actually watch the whole match itself but i have never seen a team uh, so camped back in their half that every time they hoof the ball up up front there was just nobody there like nobody and i think i think i'm sorry to say that i think i think you know i've got a lot of time for 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 Hewton. i think he's a, a great manager and it was obvious what they set out to do right they set out to, to do exactly what you know what it said on the tin but they really needed somebody up front to take the pressure off even if you know taking the ball into the corner by yourself type thing you know get just just anyone just someone fast someone like Shane Long get someone like Shane on little terrier uh, up front it may it doesn't even have to be very skillful but get him, get uh, get him to stand up and and even pull away some of the defenders as well and then if the ball gets hoofed up which it did so many times you've got someone to at least chase it down and give the defense a little bit of a breather but they just didn't they parked every single player back all the time it was um it was, I mean, it was a bit annoying, I'll be honest. I, I was quite annoyed. I, I, haven't, I don't think I've seen something as blatant as that for quite a while. It was, it was, it was fairly, fairly um, uh, well, I know I could empathise with them wanting, wanting to do that. It was, I think the statistic that tells you the story of this game is Tottenham had, I think it's 27 or 28 shots 
but only mm. three of them on target because mm. they would like pass the ball around Brighton. So like Brighton would have eight players in two lines of four in the penalty yep. area. And then the two, the two <laughs> fullbacks, like just outside the penalty area. And, and Tottenham would essentially pass the ball from one side of the pitch to the other, trying to get around this double wall and then yep. not be able to, and then have a pot shot from range, which eventually is what won the game. I mean, Alderweireld yep. had one where he kind of fell over and hit the post, but that was a pot shot from range. And then someone who's actually very good at shooting from long distance and Christian Eriksen had a shot and it went in. But mm. yeah, it was, a biz- it was like an extended defense versus attack training session or attack versus defense and defense have got no other uh, other option to get out at all it was it was I was very frustrated with that I was I'm afraid in terms of kudos in terms of respect for for Hewton uh uh it's gone down a little bit now because okay Brighton are on a terrible terrible run you know they're the ones that are spiraling and historically this happens in the Premier League pretty much every season right there's always one team that you know at Christmas seems safe but then suddenly just spirals all the way down you can't see them uh you know through the mist until the last uh uh you know four or five games of the season when suddenly they're down there and everyone's like oh I didn't expect them to be down there um and Brighton are obviously in free fall and they must be praying absolutely praying that Cardiff don't uh, don't win on the weekend because uh if they do I don't think there's any way back for Brighton at all. Uh, it's just going to be an absolute nightmare. And and you know what? On the, on the back of that performance, yeah, look, you know, you could see Duffy uh, falling to his knees at the end of the, you know, when Ericsson put that in. And and there's a little place in your heart for that team because they're just nice. You know, they're, they're nice, right? They're not evil in any way. And you do want all the best Lewis for them. Dunk. Lewis Dunk. Dunk, look at that. So, like, I wouldn't, I, I, I would like them to stay in. We don't want Cardiff to stay. No. We'd, we'd rather Brighton stay in the Premier League for another season and give them another shot to try and rebuild. Uh, although I think they'll be everybody's favourites to go down next season on, on this on this form. Um, but, um, it, it, you know, it, I, I wasn't happy. I really wasn't happy with that match because I think for Spurs fans as well, who expected to win who paid their ticket to go and watch the match they must have been a bit kind of like oh this is just bloody you know what am I watching here this is not even there was no exhilaration there at all apart from obviously the the final goal which must have you know lifted the lid uh on that stadium uh and and what a beaut as well Ericsson with his wrong foot bang you know straight in and uh it was a deserved a, a shot to win any match don't you hate that expression no, it's, a, it's a bad expression but it does mean that since moving into the new stadium we've won every game and we haven't conceded a goal mate i love it that you've mentioned that i love it that you said that on, because why, 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 why? guess who's coming to town next spammers mate can you think of a team that would enjoy beating you more the first team to beat tottenham at their new stadium is there a team out there that would relish the challenge more than West Ham? No, I think Chelsea and Arsenal would relish it as much, but probably not more. No, nah. I think it's probably about, especially a Chelsea side with Ed Nazard in it. I think it's 
probably as much. But <coughs> so right, Arsenal, Arsenal. is Jack Wilshire fit? Like if Jack Wilshire's fit, then yeah, I'll give it to you. It's West Ham. <laughs> um, I don't think so. And even if he is fit, I don't think he's ever going to be in a starting lineup ever again, is he, poor boy? God, he's just, uh, I don't know. I don't know what's happened to him this season. Have we even mentioned him at all this season, apart from at the beginning when he made his move? You know, not no, at all. we haven't. Um, mate, we'll, 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 we'll talk about that in the third, in the third uh, uh, part of this, uh, this show, because I think it, it, that well, is... Jack no, the match, Spurs versus Spammers, because that's a mouth-watering match, if you ask me. I think one of the better ones. But let's just uh, uh, finish off with the mid-game, mid-week's games. There was only one more game, sorry, two more games to, to look at. Well, one more technically, because the previous one was on Monday. Uh, uh, we'll do that one very quickly, mate. Chelsea 2, Burnley 2. Hilarious Chelsea... game. <laughs> Chelsea were 2-1 up after 14 minutes. Chelsea Goals are plenty. nil down. Chelsea were 1-0 down after eight minutes. It's very true. Hendrick coming in there, beautiful. Uh, and then Ashley Barnes on the 24th minute, uh, scoring uh, for Burnley against Chelsea. Mate, the first yellow card of the match was given to a Burnley player for time-wasting. after The goalkeeper. 30... The goalkeeper, was Tom Heaton. <coughs> for, 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 for time-wasting after 30 minutes. I, I think, to be fair, it was 34 but still, oh, yes. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was pretty early. Well, I mean, there's the legendary Jose Mourinho quote that he said to, uh, we were talking about the Stevie Gerrard uh, slip Demba Bar um, glory, glory moment game. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Uh, um, I can't remember the source for this, but it's, it is supposedly what Jose said to them last thing he said to them before they went out for that game where they were, you know, he wanted them to spoil it. They mm. went out and, and Jose went, I expect at least one yellow card before halftime for time wasting. <laughs> <laughs> and you kind of got hard help but feel that Sean Dyche has said the same thing and given Tom Heaton a really, like, I reckon he's just given him a brown envelope with cash at halftime and gone, <laughs> I, I, told, him I told somebody to do it and he stepped up. <laughs> He stepped onto the plate. Oh, dear. No, he certainly gave him a good high five and a pat on the back at the end of that game, that's for sure. And you saw him celebrate as well. And, and apparently there was a bit of afters in the tunnel as well. A bit of, a, I think, I think um, Sean Dyche called it man bags. Uh, there's a bit of man bags in, in the... Uh, indeed. What, what was particularly funny for... Like, we've learned not a lot, I think, about Maurizio Sarri this year, but we have learned that the man has a temper... <laughs> like, he does. He's <laughs> impetuous. He, he he does lose it and he does storm off. Well, let's he not does. forget the whole the, the whole keeper the keeper keeping the keeper out of the keeper um Very true. incident where like it was resolved and then he decided to storm off and then clearly he's done that at the end of this game. He's just gone like I'm off. Zola, I'm off. you deal with it again. <laughs> again. <laughs> Oh, poor Gianfranco having to pick up the pieces. Mate, I think it's it's nailed on that Gianfranco is going to be the next Chelsea manager, I think. You know, I mean, mind you, there's, we could do a whole Fat show Lampard. about Chelsea. Fat Lampard. Yeah. Oh, with Zola still in there as, a, as assistant, you reckon? Yeah. Um, 
I think there's a lot we could talk about with Chelsea because Chelsea are in a real transition here, aren't they? No one's seen Abramovich for ages. Well, the the rumours are all over that Abramovich wants it sold. That's right. Yeah, that's the that's that's apparently it's not a rumor. Any apparently it's actually up for sale. It's up for sale. But but he's asked for for um, a, a ridiculous amount of money, like you know millions, billions type thing. It's just uh, not going to find many suitors. Um, but uh, you know, with all of that happening, it's got to throw a lot of uncertainty to the Chelsea fan at the moment, isn't it, really? Because Abramovich has been there for, what, 15 years now? 10 to 15? Uh, and he's, he's he's brought a lot of success to the club. Um, I'm sure a lot of people would probably not not mind if he stayed there. Uh, but it's, uh, yeah, it's a club in transition, really, isn't it? It's a club in a bit of, a little bit of, a um, little bit of trouble, I think, uh, at the moment. Um, Difficult to see where they're going to end up. But uh, anyway, we'll uh, um, move on from that and we'll talk more Chelsea when when it starts firing up for Chelsea. Uh, the last game of midweek uh, was a, a, a match which was very enjoyable between an orange team from, uh, from in and around a, a, a place called Wolverhampton, uh, uh, which is sort of Midlandsy sort of uh, uh, area out towards Birmingham and that kind of stuff. And they were up against a team from the capital city called the, the, the Arse of Knoll. Uh, um, uh, mate, Wolves 3, Arsenal 1. Come on, give it to us. Oh, it was a bit lovely, wasn't it? It was a bit, it was a bit lovely. My favourite stat about this is that Ruben Nevsh, yes, Ruby Ruby Nevsh has yes. now scored more goals this season than mm-hmm. he had touches inside the penalty box. Oh, oh, that's nice. It is, it is. It is nice, isn't it? It's because Ruben Neves never goes inside never the, goes in the penalty area. Other right. than take penalties. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, man, I don't think he even went inside the area when he celebrated uh, his free kick. As no, well. he's not allowed he's probably... in. Nuno, no, no, Nuno, right. Nuno said to him, "Rubes, don't go in there." Why? Lasers. Well, no, Lasers. you can't go in there. We only we only let him let us go in. The Mexican, he's sacrificable. You're not going in there. All right. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? We talk about, uh, uh, you know, now Phil Foden's come into the mix with this sort of stuff. But, you know, the Lampards and the Gerrards of, you know, the, the, the box-to-box midfielders who make late runs to try and get on the end of stuff, you know, and how praised they are. Nevesh doesn't even go in the box. It's amazing. <laughs> not going in there, Gaffer. No, not going in there, mate. I'm not right, box-to-box. I'm, I'm close-to-box to close-to-box. But I'm not going Thank in Thank you, yes. Yeah. <laughs> It is unbelievable. It's a lovely stat there. It's a lovely stat. He's um I thought you'd like that one. <coughs> he's he's an unbelievable player and and uh, mate Wolves have just got all these uh, Portuguese players in there so I'm very excited obviously about them because uh, they're they're obviously the new generation to come th- come through. Jota uh, Diogo Jota is the other one. Uh, as well, who's been fantastic. But, um, but mate, Arsenal, I mean, the talk really is on, on how disastrous they are. Um, very, pa- very Papa disastrous. Papa, 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 go on. Yeah, Papa. Yeah, Papa. Papa. Uh, Socrates, Papa. Socrates, as I know how to say. Uh, right. 
Yeah, I, I mean, Arsenal were poor. I think John. <laughs> Bob. I, I can't, say, I can't <laughs> say his second name. I'll call him his Bob. Hey, hey, thanks, Bob. Um, yeah, Arsenal. That's the second defeat on the bounce. And now it's not no longer in their hands to reach the top four. So Well, no, it is. I mean, I mean, all right, no longer in their hands to reach the top four, but it is in their hands to qualify for the Champions League because if they win all of their Europa League games, they ah, will end up in the Champions right. League. And it's looking like the Champions League final, mate, is gonna be a London derby in Azerbaijan. Mate, we can't we can't go through it yet. Frankfurt have done amazingly well, yeah, and they, I, have, they have, they have, they have. Yeah, they might up, they might upset that party. But you're right; it could very well be a London derby, all the way in shitloads knows where. It's just, uh, and of course, uh, the, the the talk on that one is, of course, that Mkhitaryan couldn't go earlier in the season, could he? Uh, uh, due to political reasons. However, if they get to the final. You would imagine that he has to, really, doesn't he? They, they have to well, do something. Yeah, I guess. But it does seem a little silly to go all the way to Azerbaijan for a, for a London derby. Like, just, <laughs> just have it at West Ham Stadium, no? Switch it. Mate, yeah. that's like you've got a World, you got a world Cup in, in uh, Japan and Korea, and uh-huh. then the final is England versus France, and you just go, you know what, lads? Let's just bring it back to Europe, shall we? Let's bring the final back to Europe. Let's all right, all, come all back. right. I'll let it go. Can't do that. Right. <laughs> Azerbaijan, it is. That's where it got decided, and uh, you know they'll think they'll think better of it. Is that time. in Europe, though? <laughs> Quickly, man, typing on keyboard to see. It's got to be, mate. It's got to be because otherwise there'll be the whole debate about you know the Spanish uh, La Liga, uh, no uh, Copa del Rey final is going to be. Do you hear about that? Copa del Rey final is going to be in uh, in in Qatar or or Saudi Arabia. I'm not sure which one uh, for the next six seasons. Do you hear about that? Oh yes, I saw that. Disgraceful. Mm-hmm. Disgraceful. Uh, is Azerbaijan in Europe? Answers, please, Dave. No. Look at this. I really don't think it is, though the stadium looks very nice. Isn't it a Russian... A, a, it's, it's a... A, um, a Russian stadium? A, a, no, a... Uh, a for a Russian, Russian nation. Wow. Yeah, didn't, yeah. didn't we all? Um, no, I guess so. And so therefore, technically, does that not make it part of Europe? Um, oh, I can see. It's, it's over there. Oh, it's on the Caspian Sea. It's probably the Caspian nice. Sea, and it, it's, it's on, probably quite yeah, nice. exactly. Yeah, yeah, and you know, you know, but you, but you're right. Like, because Turkey, half of Turkey is in in Asia, right, and that cuts off at Istanbul. So, yeah, are you going to start in that case? Around? Yeah, Ooh. mate, it's closer to it's closer to Baghdad than it is to to Istanbul, uh, uh, Azerbaijan. Ooh, so, uh, dear. you know, Chelsea fans in Baghdad, not good. <laughs> Or maybe it is good. <laughs> Teach them a lesson. <coughs> the Chelsea fans, that is. Peace has broken out in the Middle East after, <laughs> after various officials came together and agreed that they would be cooperative and nice to each other on the condition that Chelsea fans were never permitted inside the region again. <laughs> oh, dear. Let them go. 
Let them go. All right. Okay. Well, anyway, it's out in Azerbaijan. Let them go out there for that final as well. Um, because uh, will that still be during the season? Uh, or will that be after the season finishes? I think it's after the season finishes, like the FA Cup, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's usually a week before usually... the Champions League, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And the Champions League final is usually at least two weeks after the Premier League season is finished. But not the Spanish La Liga. Spanish La Liga goes on a little bit longer. Yeah, Spanish La Liga goes on until August and then restarts at Christmas or something. Silly, isn't it? <laughs> oh, dear. All right, mate. Good stuff. Uh, uh, let's wrap up that uh, that half there uh, with Papastopolopoulos down on my couple off. Cock, you bitch, uh, scoring in the 80th minute for consolation goal for Arsenal. Arsenal in all sorts of shtuck. Uh, when we come back, we will quickly preview the weekend's tasty fixtures. Tasty. Did King Eric really just do that? Once up. You can't get it down, right? Your humans are so funny. If I did that in my voice synthesizing world, I'd be banished. Welcome everyone to part three, the final part in our wonderful uh, escapade, uh, Born Offside. Uh, don't forget to uh, like us on Facebook, um, uh, follow us on Twitter, uh, uh, our Born Offside uh, Born Outside Facebook page has got a, a, a something that I was, me and Dave were just discussing. I just sort of did a little bit of a video edit of, uh, of um, Ruben Neves' first free kick uh, goal against Arsenal uh, um, a couple of days ago. So if you guys fancy, uh, go along and have a, look, a bit of a look at that and uh, tell us what you think. Uh, but mate, let's quickly go over the weekend's fixtures. There are only three matches remaining until the end of the season. Uh, uh, of course, actually only two left now for Liverpool because last night Liverpool trounced Huddersfield by five goals to nil. Uh, no great surprise there really was there. So uh, uh, up at Anfield, um, Sadio Mane scoring after 15 seconds. Uh, and uh, and really it was just, wasn't it Kater? Sorry, Kater. Was it Kater? It was Kater. Yeah. Mane got the second and third, did he? He did. And Salah got a lovely, lovely through little chip as well. <laughs> and um, yeah, there you go. 5 0. Uh, that was all pretty much as expected. Card. Indeed, uh, but mate, we've got some uh, we've got some very interesting matches. Uh, uh, probably the big one and the thigh rubber of the weekend. We have to say it's it's, it's got to be Manchester United against Chelsea, doesn't it? I think it's got. It does. It does. One of these is probably not going to the probably not going to the old Champions League. No, that's right. And um, mate, there's been there's been a question go out recently, and I think it's an interesting one uh, as well. Who needs it the most, and who can get away with not being in the Champions League? Oh, neither of them really, which is what makes it thigh rubbing material. <laughs> well, Man United have got have still got that financial clout, right? So in terms of finances, you know, they're still the biggest team in the world, technically. So in terms of finances, I don't think it's going to be that much of an issue. Chelsea, of course, backed by Abramovich still. Uh, still for now. Money, for now. Arsenal, however, you could put a case forward that Arsenal need to, they probably need it more. 
than mm. Chelsea and Man United because it's already been two seasons now that they've probably uh-huh. won the Champions League. Mm-hmm. And uh, a third season would be really bad. Yeah, yeah it would be very, very bad. Um, Tottenham, I, I, I don't want to tempt fate, and I don't want to, you know, make you feel like I'm tempting fate or anything. But I think third is pretty much cemented in for Tottenham. Um, of, of course, the Premier League throws stuff at us all the time, so never really sort of know, especially uh, with the with this match coming up this weekend. But I would say that you know. Uh, even if you put Tottenham, Man United, Man, Man United, Chelsea and Arsenal all on even points now and you said you've, you've got three, three matches to go, I'd still put Tottenham going up uh, in uh, that third place just because of their momentum, right? Mm-hmm. So you'd, you'd have to say that they are just about favourites. Um, but uh, Man United are in free fall. Uh, they've lost s- seven of their last nine. Uh-huh. Um, they... They're on the worst run uh, that Man United have had as a club since 1967 or something like that. I Which think. is a long time ago. It's a lot of years. A long time ago. Was that not the year that they got relegated, I think? Ooh. And uh, uh, relegated by Manchester City, was it? I can't remember anyway. But uh, anyway, they, they went on an abysmal run, obviously, at that point in time. And... Uh, <coughs> um, there's just been some incredible stats go around with with Manchester United from the whole uh, a new manager bounce Solskjaer broke the record for most wins in a row for a new and now he's manager. going for most defeats <laughs> now he's going for most defeats as well next up most draws <laughs> why not let's go i think it's a good good idea with that in the cup we're going for the cup. Um, Manchester United, Chelsea. Mate, just give us a prediction. What do you think? What do you think? One all. One all. All right. No I'm one gets for... any favours done. I think... I think <laughs> That's draw... what you want. What? That's what you want. It's what Arsenal want, which means it's yeah. not what I want. So... <laughs> but, like, Arsenal, Chelsea, Man United, mate, they're all your fucking enemies, mate. You just hate it them is. all. It is. The enemy of my enemy is also my enemy. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you had Chelsea in there, your, your tea still wouldn't taste good in the morning. You know? no, so, um, you know, and the Manx, we all know how much we all hate the Manx and how lovely it is to watch them implode on themselves. It's just wonderful. It is. Um, <laughs> but of course, your hatred for Arsenal, yes, is, is obviously there. Uh, all right, one all. Uh, I'm going for a Chelsea win here. I think Chelsea are going to do it. I think Hazard is going gonna, is gonna to put Turn himself up. right back out in yeah, yeah, in that shop window and show Real Madrid what they really be, what they be needing next season. <laughs> Wouldn't it be um, shop window? I love that. Wouldn't it be great if Hazard like had a price tag? You know, like sometimes people like lift Harris. up, <laughs> lift up yeah. the shirt and they've got some message underneath. Like Hazard lifts up the shirt and it says like in Spanish because it's trying to tempt Real Madrid, like available for X million 100, euros. 100 million, Yeah. <laughs> It would be great. <laughs> I'm available for a hundred. Like, uh, I spoke to Roman. Roman's Perez. letting me go for a hundred. Perez. <laughs> Perez, give us a call. Winky, winky emoji. <laughs> Actual phone number of agent. <laughs> can you do, can you wonder if you can take that into the camera and go, Perez, yo te amo. Mwah. <laughs> te quiero, te quiero. Yeah. <laughs> I've right, added you uh, on WhatsApp. Please answer my messages. 
Uh, on that note, he's going, isn't he? He's gone. Mm. He's not mm. staying. He's not staying this season. No, if he stays he's this stupid. season, he's wrong with, uh, uh, with, with Real Madrid, Perez and Zidane. Um, uh, right, okay. So uh, the other big match, of course, and we've spoken very briefly about it, is the, uh, the Manchester, the Burnley versus Manchester City. The real potential banana skin that everybody has been talking about for the last three weeks or so. Mate, have you seen this thing going around on Twitter where, Burn, where Liverpool fans have been asked to put Ashley Barnes as their profile yes. picture? Yes, they um, are all yeah. Ashley Barnes because, mate, Ashley Barnes... Mate, did you know that Ashley Barnes has only got one goal less than, than Hung Min Son this season? Did you know that? No, no God. Jeez, that's illustrious company to be in. Um, yeah, he's, got, I th- he's got more than... Mind uh, you, uh, Son's missed half the season. Yeah, so, yeah but uh, still, but, but like, and quite rightly, everyone's talking about what an amazing season Sonny has had. But he's only mm-hmm. one goal in front of Ashley Barnes. Who is... <laughs> And, I, and I'm not the first person to say this, is quite wonderful at the art of shithousery. Like, <laughs> he is. It, it is. Well, he's, he's certainly not going to get on the PFA Awards, is he? Uh, um, so no, we'll, no. I mean, and Chris... <laughs> mate, oh, I've already talked about this, but it's proper football, mate. It's Ben mm. me. It's Ben you. It's Ben everybody. It's... <laughs> It's it's Ashley Barnes. It's Chris Wood. It's Ashley Barnes, the Austrian club, <laughs> <laughs> the Austrian the Austrian shit house, yeah. the Austrian shit house. <laughs> like if Hassan Hüttel is the rabbit hutch, Hassan Hüttel is the rabbit hutch. Ashley Barnes is the shit house. Like uh, who else oh. is it? What else have we got in there? We've got who plays in midfield for Burnley? Uh, Vokes Jeff is there. Hendrick. Isn't he? uh, Jeff Hendrick, oh, Jeff mate. Hendrick. Jeff oh, Hendrick Jack is... Oh, Jack Cork. Yeah. Jack long, Cork is in Long there. balls, second balls, long balls and second Love balls. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, it is. It's going to be uh, It's going to be one hit up. Mate, they, they've picked up this Dwight McNeil guy uh, recently. I think he's been... He won't be there long, will he? He's going he's gonna to be moving on. Very, 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 very shortly. Um, but, mate, yeah, Ashley Barnes and Chris Wood up front. It's going to be one heck of a... Uh, uh, they've got Tarkovsky around the back there, haven't they? He's an ugly fella. Uh, um, and, yeah, Ben Mee and, of course, Tom Heaton. And, uh, and mate, Peter Crouch might make an appearance. Uh, who knows? Um, uh, it's, it's, it, it would be one heck of a match, really, wouldn't it? And Man City should really... Guardiola will have them up for this. He will have them up for this. I mean, I think this is the biggest one. In, in many ways, there's a huge danger that he puts all of his eggs in this basket. And then, as you said earlier on the show, uh, uh, crumbles against the broge. You know, it's, um, uh, it, I, I think that's far more likely now. And, that, you know, that he will really push on to try and get the best he possibly can out of this football match scrape a 1-0 match, but it will take it out of them and they may very well suffer against the Brodge. <laughs> <laughs> is it a home against Brodge? It is. Is it Etihad? Oh, oh, no, okay. no. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, it is. It is. But Final I'm... day of the season is, is at Huddersfield, I think, for Man City. So, um, is it? No, it's at Brighton. Oh, sorry, Brighton. Sorry, sorry. sorry Brighton. Yes. Oh, dear. So, I don't think... 
yeah, it's, it's, I mean, Brighton, we've talked about it already. They're in that horrible spiral uh, uh, and they just can't seem to get off it. So, yeah, it's, it's looking like Man City should be okay in that final match. But uh, these next two fixtures, they're the sticky ones, aren't they? Yes, yes, they are. All right. Uh, okay, moving on. Uh, uh, other matches that are of relative interest. Um, uh, race for the top uh, top four. We've got Tottenham against West Ham. Mate, we've already spoken about that one. West Ham would do everything. And how would they love to be the team that spoiled the record? At least uh, uh, getting a goal. And mate, West Ham have got a goal in them, haven't they? That's the problem uh, with this team. They've, I think, really, when you look back at the season... Uh, you know, I think West Ham fans have to be quite happy, really, with how everything was going on at the beginning of the season as well, and how you know they were playing some some terrible stuff, injuries that they had. Um, they've done okay for themselves, haven't they, West Ham? They've got had some good results. Uh, they've got a good, steady manager uh, in Pellegrini. <coughs> it's um, it's 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 okay for them, but this would be the icing on their cake, mate. This would be the icing on their cake. Uh, yes. Um, Tottenham have got a lot of players missing, so it's not a foregone conclusion. Oh, and no. They'll, they'll want to do well. I believe Sissoko and Winks are still out. So you have to say that they, are, they have a bit of a chance. Son will play because he can't play midweek. I was just going to say, they'll have one eye on the Champions League match against Ajax. Ajax, who... Uh, have a weekend off, as do the rest of the Eredivisie uh, this week. I um, kind of like that on the behalf of the Eredivisie. It's like they've just gone, <laughs> ah, you know what, I can't be putting... Because apparently there's like quite a lot of, you know, scepticism and there's a there's a title run in and like basically the, the, yeah, the head of, of the Dutch FA has just gone, ah, everybody take the week off. Everybody, just, <laughs> and just, nobody's argued. Because it's just I, happened. I can't be doing with it. I can't be. I can't be doing with the permutations and discussions. And you know, everyone takes a weekend off. Everyone, <laughs> mate. PSV are not happy at all, of course, because this, of course, means that you know Ajax get that extra week to to relax. They don't have the extra pressure. I mean, it's a bit. I don't know. It's all in the name of football, and but it's putting Ajax up there on a national uh, um, uh, pedestal, really, isn't it? It's it's giving preferential treatment to to a, a footballing team. I don't I don't think that's I don't think they should do that. Um, yeah, nice, cool, but not right. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Um, uh, and of course, the argument goes as well for Tottenham as well. Look, you know. Tottenham have to play this this weekend and a tough match and, uh, as well, you know, in it as well. So I'm sure Tottenham can't be very happy with that. But, um, but yeah, anyway. I don't know. We seem to do better when we have lots of goal, lots of games one after the other anyway. So yeah, I guess so. Uh, well, that'll be obviously a, a fire robber, uh, a, an absolute Wonderful match, but we'll, we'll be back to talk about that one at a later time. Uh, for now, uh, let's wrap up the Premier League. Um, uh, wars at the bottom, big one, mate, at Craven Cottage, Fulham versus Cardiff. Um, it's uh, with, with, with the plight that Hewton has thrown Brighton into. It's, uh, it's there for, for, for Cardiff to, to, to take, isn't it, really? With the, I mean, with the they have running. to. They have to. They, if they don't win this, then there, there is no relegation race. They have to, they have to, they have to. 
Like, mm. come on, just for a bit of fun. <laughs> it, it, it should be, and it would be nice if it went down to the last day of the season, but as long as it doesn't include Southampton, who are taking on Bournemouth in a South Coast derby uh, uh, this, this weekend as well. That's the three o'clock kickoff on the Saturday. Mate, predictions for this? Oh. Don't say it's a draw. Don't say it's a draw, because every time I ask you for a fucking prediction right, you on one of these, you always you go, go for a draw. You go first. No, mate, what you say? You. I'm just saying, don't give it a draw. You go first. I've asked you. I think one of the teams will win, then. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Come on, just say it. Southampton are going to win. Come on, just say it. Southampton are going to win this 3-0. <sighs> Yeah, go on. No, 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 go on. I think Bournemouth Bournemouth are on the beach. I think Bournemouth are on the beach. I'm going to give you a 2-0. Hey, good stuff. Shane Long's just scored the fastest goal in the Premier League history, for fuck's sake. Come on, give us something. Um, Southampton just needs three more points to guarantee survival in the Premier League next season. So this one is a really big one. And, uh, mate, I can't sing enough praises in, uh, you know, for, for Hazen and what he's done uh, down on the South Coast. I'm very excited for next year now. Uh, but we just need to get over this final hurdle against Bournemouth. I will be staying up. It starts at midnight here in, in, in Melbourne. I will be staying up to watch this one. So that will be fun and games for me. Please. Please, if you don't mind. Uh, the other matches uh, which are happening, mate, Leicester versus Arsenal. Give us what you think on this one. Uh, Arsenal are pretty dismal away from home, aren't they? And the Brodge they needs are. to warm up for when he wins Liverpool the title next week. So <laughs> I'm going to say a, a 3-1 Leicester win with Jamie Vardy getting two of them. Wow. Condemning Arsenal to their third defeat on the trot. All right. Uh, uh, yeah, I will probably... <coughs> Mate, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a score draw. I'm afraid uh, two all. It's gonna be exciting. It's gonna be two all. Um, all right, let's move on to Watford versus Wolves. Wait, exciting game. Uh, uh, both these two teams are t- uh, probably they're, uh, in, they're in seventh and eighth, and they're probably two of the biggest surprise packages of the Premier League. Would you Would you go along with that? Yeah, I mean, I think they're two of the the the, the teams you kind of would like to. See play if you're not playing your own, watching your own team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Good, good, good stuff. Um, so a quick score on this one. What do you think? It's at, uh, at uh, um, oh, God. What's it called? Watford's ground. Not Craven Cottage. Uh, Elton John Stadium. Uh, the Elton John Stadium. Go on then. Well, now known Vicarage, as the Elton Vicarage John Road. Stadium. Vicarage Road. There we go. Mate, uh, what are we, Wolves. Patchy, it's hard to call this one. If you were, if you were a betting man and you needed to call this one, it's 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 not an easy one to call, is it? No, I don't know. I feel a little bit like a little little after the Lord's Mayor show, with the whole mm. FA Cup semi final. That was the big one. And if you win this one, it doesn't really matter so much. And uh, mm. for that reason, I think Wolves will get a little bit of revenge and retribution because they totally will be up for dishing that out. But it won't mean anything. And I expect, <laughs> I expect the Watford players to say so afterwards. <laughs> Very good. All right. Um, and finally, uh, the last match of weekend. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it is. Mate, 
Does anyone care? Does anyone care about Crystal Palace versus Everton? Mm, no. Yeah, no. Mm. Uh, Roy cares. Roy cares. Roy, Roy cares. Roy wants to live, and it gets. Roy does him, want to live. It gets him out the house, and it, <laughs> it keeps him moving around, and you know gets the gets the blood flowing, keeps him joint supple, has gets the heart beating. So Roy, Roy, care. Roy, Roy care. He he do care. Roy that that Roy he do 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 care, doesn't he? Mm. Uh, obviously, off the back of a fantastic win at the empty crates. Uh, last week, uh, the wind will be in their sails. Uh, you would imagine that uh, um, uh, that they could really go ahead and do this. Everton, fair enough, also on the back of that amazing win against uh, Manchester United. Uh, so both teams coming into this uh, on form and ready to rock. Uh, I think it's going to be um, it's going to be a good one. Actually, it's going to be a good one. But again, nobody cares, right? No, well, apart from all right. All right, okay, well, that's pretty much uh, all we've got time for today. Uh, mate, uh, uh, the obvious highlights of, of, of and, and it's a question that I'm afraid I have to ask you now, and I'm really sorry to have to do this. Are you now going to strip down to absolutely nothing and attempt to smash an egg with your cock? <laughs> mate, I have the egg in my hand and uh, <laughs> something else in the other hand. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what what is it? What's in the other hand? Well, the egg box. Because that's the egg box. <laughs> All right, okay. Uh, anticlimactic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Um, mate, should we should we put that Twitter feed tweet feed on our born offside? Um, yes. Put, yes. Yes. All right, we'll do that. We'll do that. We should warn people who's pixelating <laughs> it. Uh, I'm not. I'm not putting the pixelated version up. No, no but you should. That. You should. You should let people know. That it's not pixelated. Who's who's guilty of pixelating? (laughs) (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, All right. Well, from me, Jason, and from you, Dave, uh, off we go. See you next week. Let's go break some cocks. Eggs. (laughs) No, we're not breaking cocks. (laughs) Eggs with the cocks, mate. What? Uh, I I predict a a cock or two gets broken. <laughs> That's a hard egg. That's, I like that. <laughs> All <boy>. right. <laughs> Go- goodbye, everyone. Have yourselves a lovely weekend. We'll see you next week. Cock uh, off. To- cock- <laughs> I stop this. Bye. Three, four,